Well, we're consistently inconsistent. Right. I wish somebody loved me as much as you love Fruit Punch. Can I edit funk. my list? <laughs> I had a salad yesterday. Oh. It was good. That's good. Where from? I'm proud of you, Chad. Uh, from uh, <laughs> Brewhouse. It's cool that after, you know, six years or whatever that you guys stuck it out, you know, you really cared about the name that much. I got to tell you, here at Sonder, what we would have done. <laughs> Feels like NASA's going to have a problem with this. Uh, let's pick a new name. One of my favorite things you've ever said, Danny, is that Friday is a feeling. Yep. Uh, it's like vacation is a feeling. On me. If you're worried about the dirt and the grime, the germs, whatever it may be on the outside of your lime. Stay home, man. Uh, this was the first time I caught when I was listening to it, when you were going through there, was the first time I heard, uh, I think it was me, I don't know, You said, when Chad talks about eating a salad, and you say, I'm proud of you, Chad, it's the first time I, I caught the subtlety in the background, I think it was me saying, weird flex, but okay. Yeah, so the, you did say that, and when I was going back trying to add that clip to the intro, I was like messing with the audios, trying to... Like, get your voice way louder so you could hear that. But I don't remember if you were away from a mic or, like, or if... Like, well, it, Olivia's talking at the same time. She's like, oh, good for you. Yeah, so I think, like, in the moment, like, you weren't, like, right up close to your mic, and I couldn't get it any louder. So I tried to make sure my was, like, my my portion, like, proud of you, Chad, was, like, in there. <laughs> Just because I wanted to get the point of, like, we were making fun of Chad for, like, flexing on having a salad. Right, <laughs> right. Like, he wa- he wanted kudos for eating a salad. <laughs> he was complimenting that. <laughs> <laughs> Compliment seeking for a salad is a whole new level of petty that I'm it's here the, it's for. It's my favorite. It's a, <laughs> ridiculous. Uh, especially out of context in that intro is right. so perfect. And Olivia just being wildly too nice. Yes. And like offering up like, oh, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. When, meanwhile, she's like, this guy's a weirdo. Right. <laughs> we love you, Chad. But yeah, yeah. good job. Congratulations. Um, also, update for you. Um, no unspecified taco joint for this guy for almost a full month. Proud of you. Yeah. Um, Are you compliment seeking? I am compliment seeking. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, uh, so the uh, the bet with you and Chad's going well. I mean, it's it's. I don't know if it's going well. It was a bad month to pick this. Yeah, it was a bad month <laughs> for both of you to give up your vices. Uh, it's been a stressful month. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I think he has not wavered. I think he has not. No, he's come up with a couple uh, supplements. Yep. Uh, that smell a lot like the original. So if he if it's not a supplement and he's just actually dipping, then I don't know. I wouldn't know. Right. Um, Ch- hey, Chad, uh, have you slipped up on your end of our bet at all? No faltering at all? What's the bet? Uh, Chad has to go one full month uh, or one, one full, full year. year without dipping. Ooh. Uh, and I go one full year without um, T-Bell. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> Which one's harder? And... Uh, <laughs> What's the who? You guys like what's the end result? We, we actually haven't even set the terms yet. Oh, okay. Um, right now we're just uh, we're kind of just going with pure it. pride and camaraderie. Oh no, there will be something at the end of this. <laughs> Some uh, sort of tattoo or something. <laughs> don't hate it. Uh, at this point, there have been enough stressful days for both of us that I know we would have indulged uh, on these vices. So so welcome in, Chad. Yeah, good to be here. Um, <laughs> we haven't even introduced Will yet. We, we haven't. We'll get there. Yeah. We'll get there in just but a I gotta, second. I, uh, <laughs> the, you're giving up dip chat and like going into gas stations made me think of the Blake Bortles story. So that's what I was getting ready to tell. He, he, bought, he bought a Tesla so they didn't have to go to gas stations anymore. <laughs> <and> <laughs> that's how he quit dip. <laughs> Stop it. Yeah. 
Stop. I didn't even put that together that when you said, especially because I'm delivering to all these gas stations. Yeah. yeah. I didn't piece that together. That's probably where you buy it. Yeah. Now Blake Bortles just makes specific I'm not going trips to, tobacco. to gas stations just for them. <laughs> Is that that's real? He bought a Tesla so that he didn't have to yeah. go to gas stations? <laughs> At least his joke on yeah. another podcast. It's a good bit in either yeah. way. Yeah. 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 That's ridiculous. Uh, so, Will, welcome to the podcast, brother. Hey, well, thanks for having me. First time on. Yeah, yeah. First time. Uh, Will is one of our our, our bartenders here. Mm-hmm. I almost said beer tender, but like that's just too cliche. Yeah. I mean, we have whatever. bourbon. Yeah, that's true. Good well, point. I just yeah. recently started shift leading. Come on, give me a little bit. Of oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Outside of just bartending. <laughs> um, now, Run on the show a little bit. So what does that mean? Bit. Explain that. So shift lead, we know, but maybe our listeners don't. So what does yeah, that mean? I totally know. Uh, basically be the manager on duty and, and bartending at the same time, making sure that everything's going right, Set up a, setting up events that happen, you know, making sure that people are checked in and then they're at their table where they wanted to be reserved at and stuff like that. Kind of greeting them, making them feel welcome. You know, it's just part of, like, our culture, so I like doing it, and I'm really happy to be a part of this. Yeah, you're much more in tune with the, like, customer experience with being a shift lead. I feel like you interact with the customers a little bit more. Oh, you have to, because, like, their first experience is, like, the whole thing about it. Like, once they start out that way, it's just going to be golden from then on out, you know? The beer sells itself. You just get them started, and then let's let them enjoy it, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. I'm always thoroughly impressed with our bar staff. I feel like they create an incredible experience. They enjoy working here. I think that's a big reason why a lot of our bar staff is tenured. They've been here for since yeah. the beginning. We haven't really hired that many bartenders since we opened because we haven't had to. Everyone enjoys working here. It's frankly a good gig, um, and they like the beer. How, how long have you been? So you were a bartender for how long, and then shift lead for what, a couple of months now at this point, right? Um, I think I started shift leading back in May. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, I originally started just working one day a week to get my foot in the door. Um, Andy offered me the job here. Um, rest in peace, Andy Schmerber. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the best dude. Yeah, uh, and I originally turned it down. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah, okay. I originally turned it down. Playing hard to work- get. <laughs> 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 well, I was already working two jobs. I was working at Buffalo Wild Wings four shifts a week, and I was working at uh, another restaurant downtown over the Rhine for two shifts a week. So I was already working six days, and I was like, wow. You know, the only day I have available is Tuesdays, you know. And he's like, you can work Tuesdays. And it's like, it's cool. And I'm like, that would mean I'd be working seven days a week, yeah, man. Yeah. And he's like, oh, well, you know, I get it, man. That's cool. And I was like, well, I got a friend of mine that I work with. His name's Ross Mages. He might be interested, you know. And then we'll stop up and check it out. And it was like maybe a week you guys were open. So um, me and Ross came in. Tried the beer. Um, first beer I had was Otto. Oh, nice. I was blown. Okay. I was blown away. That's a That's hell awesome. of a launching point. Well, yeah. I love stouts, so I was just like, I got to try the stout. Mm-hmm. I got to try it. And how early on was this? It had to have been super early. It was the first week. Okay, I had a couple days open. Um, probably October 29th, 30th, right before Halloween or something. That's yeah. awesome. Um, I tried the beer. Um, I still didn't say that I really wanted the job, but Ross was interested, and I left like, oh, man, it would be a good opportunity, but who knows, you know, if it's going to catch fire or whatnot. And mm-hmm. Yeah, that I, can be intimidating, like, oh, this is a place that just opened two or three days ago yeah. out here in the Burbs. And I felt, I felt like after I had that beer, I was like, how is it possible that this beer is one of the best stouts I've ever had, and they just opened? <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, insanely yeah. impressed. And I laid in bed that night, tossing and turning. I swear to God, 
Allison and Turner, like, am I an idiot? I just turned down the best opportunity to, to start something from the ground up. And I text Andy in the middle of the night, like, 2 in the morning, like, hey, man, I'm really sorry for turning down the job, dude. <laughs> can I have that job? Can I, can I, can I renege on my decline? Yeah. That's awesome. And he sent me back, like, yeah, dude, cool, man. Like, come in Tuesday. You're, you're, you're hired. And I was like, fuck yeah. So, like, That's awesome. it was really, like, I'm glad he gave me that chance, and I'm glad I stuck with it for the one day a week that I did have available. And hence, I worked seven days a week for a while just to keep my foot in the door, and I stuck with it. And and now I'm down to two jobs, still working seven days a week, but <laughs> but I'm, at least I'm down here. to only two spots. Yeah, yeah, I'm here more often, and I'm really excited about it. So uh, that's I always tell people that come in, "What's your favorite beer?" I was like, actually, you know what? Last week we rolled out Auto. It's the reason why I work here. And I go through the whole story with them. And they're, they're awesome. like, oh, really? can't be that good. And then they're like, come back later on. They're like, I know why you work seven days a week. Turns out it is that good. Yeah. It's literally, I'm sure you guys have your opinion on it. And like, I'm sure you've tried other styles. It has to be the top two, three of, in your lifetime, I'm sure, right? It's an it's a incredible like, adjuncted stout. Um, do you prefer the double now to the original, or where are you at on that? So the original was like 8 or 9%, right? Yeah. I, I want to say it was 8 flat, right? Something about that, yes. Yeah. Yes. Honestly, I think it's just so packed with flavor. I don't think the booziness changes it at all. Um, it's just... It's not know, boozy, it's, which is the issue. Well, you yeah. know what I mean? Like you can't exactly. taste that. You can't taste the alcohol yeah. in it. And a lot of people say that. Like, you can't really taste it. Like, a lot of the strong stouts, you're, like, blown away with, like, really strong... <laughs> flavor and it's like a feeling like a burn almost i bet i bet you there's more cars here left on the weekend now like during auto season than there is normally that's an interesting (laughs) study a very interesting study you're right and i sell it i sell the crap out of it whenever it's up there i'm like that's the or on nights will works (laughs) (laughs) that's the first thing i say to people when they come in and the first time in i was like you got to try this stuff if you like stouts, you've got to try it. And I'm just like, I'm all over it. And whenever I'm out and about and I'm working on my other jobs, I bring in beer for everybody to try. I'm just de- definitely into this beer, and it's really that good. I'm not trying to just, you know. I, I, I just love working here. It's, it's a really good opportunity, and thanks for having me here today, guys. Yeah. Thanks yeah, for heck on. yeah. Auto yeah. is in my uh, – is top, it in your top five? It is in my top five. Yeah. yeah. Well, you would, Four of my top five beers are on the board right now. It's a good time to be Chad. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how many beers are in your top five? Five. <laughs> On the official Google Doc. Now, that mango milkshake IPA, that was pretty good. When is that coming back? Ooh. Ooh. Frosted? Mango frosted? That's one that we should, like... I, I, don't, like, I don't know why, but I was really digging that, and you never brought it back, so I don't... It was good. It's one of the only frosted... Is it the only frosted to come never, back twice? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, originally it wasn't in cans. That's a good point. Yes. Um, I'm sure it will make its way back. Uh, we, you know, we're still working our way through new and creative stuff. And, yeah, that's and the issue is that we have, like, so many ideas that sometimes it's hard to bring stuff back. Yeah, um, I'm sure that will come back. That's interesting. I didn't know that that was also one that you loved. Yeah, it was right not probably about six months after we were, you know, probably three months in, you guys wrote about some milkshake stuff, and I was like, whoa, this is good, too. And I was loving it. Um, I'd have to wait until my work was done to have a beer here because like it's as soon as I had a beer I didn't want to work anymore. <laughs> it was like my victory beer after my shifts. So. You also seem to like the high octane beers. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
you start out that way. You don't right. end that way. Right. <laughs> I, uh, it's a quick jump start. <laughs> Tom Bees was working the other day, and, uh, you know, he started the 4 o'clock shift, and a couple of us went down at, like, 5, 5.30 to have a couple drinks, and uh, it was, like, two or three days after we launched to the moon, and he's like, man, how is this? Like, it looks so good. It smells great. I was like, it's awesome, man. You should give it a try. He's like, no, no, I'm waiting for the end yeah, of the shift. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, he, he has an 8 o'clock Eight, eight o'clock line. I'm like, it's, it's I'm eight like, o'clock. Okay. I'm I like, why? He's like, he's like, it's gonna be my treat. Like, I'm just excited about it. I was like, I can have a taster right we now. We can same. have a conversation about the beer, or I can just tell you what I think about it. We definitely have the same mindset in that aspect. We're yeah. hard workers, but like, we know that once we start getting a drink in us, we don't want to work anymore. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you and Tom are like the workaholics of the group. I mean, we, we definitely have been in it for a long time. I've been bartending since I was 21, and I'm 42 now. He's been doing it probably an extra 15 years than me so like it's like by the way 42 looks like you're going on 26 i was about to say you look great (laughs) and so does tom so apparently there's some secret in like bartending that keeps you looking young there's something in the water it's like you work all night you sleep all day you don't get the sun (laughs) (laughs) i swear well you also (laughs) you also have a ridiculous workout regimen i mean i'm sticking with it so you're training for something right now talk a little bit about that um, so back in, uh, July of 2019, yep. um, there was an event at 50 West Brewing and it was the, uh, punch out and I had heard about it and I, I was ended up being off on a Saturday night and I was like, man, I gotta check this out. And you guys were, were there, had a tent set up and I, who, DC's bottle shop or whatever. Yeah. They were yeah. a part of it as well. Yep. as well. Yeah. And I came and say hi, said hi, and I bought ringside seats. Like, I spent the extra money to sit ringside. Um, and I was like, I'm going to do this. <laughs> like, and I was drinking 50 West, punching the eye pineapples, and I hadn't <laughs> eaten yet, and I was getting all riled up and watching this. And I was like, this is for, like, bartenders or for breweries. Like, I've always kind of wanted to, like, box and learn. And, like, Rocky growing up was, like, the shit, you know? Like, that's, like... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I got really motivated by that growing up. And um, I was just in awe of, like, how they put it together there. And I was just, I'm going to do this. Dude, it's it's one of the premier beer events. Absolutely. I'm excited for it to come back. Yeah. I literally, that night, was running around, going to get beer, and coming back. And you know those little, like, warped pallets that they have around the ring? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was running, and I tripped over one of those and flew, like, 15 feet and like landed and almost broke my elbow and skinned my skinned my knees up oh my god have you ever heard this story i've never heard this story (laughs) listen okay so like i thought i broke my elbow literally my beer went flying my hat flew off my sunglasses um i literally was definitely on the ground for a good five seconds and just like was like oh my god what just happened (laughs) I got up, I'm like, oh, man, my knees hurt, my elbow hurts. I'm like, I found my hat, and then I started walking, and I was like, my knees started bleeding, my elbow hurt, and I thought I, like, tore something in it. And I was like, I got to get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I'm going into shock right now. I think I broke something, you know? So I went back to ringside seats, and I sat there for a minute, and then I just saw my knees started bleeding and stuff, and I was just like, oh, no. I'm pretty wasted. I got to go. So <laughs> I actually ended up seeing a beer rep from uh, Bell's at the time. His name's Todd. I don't know if you guys know him. Mm-mm. He's like, hey, man, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> 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 I was like, dude, I fell. 
and some lady tapped me on the shoulder and he's like, We seen you fall. Here's your sunglasses. Oh my and god. I was like, Oh my god, thank you. And I'm like, I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> so I got home that night and I was like, I was feeling so bad for myself and I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna like cut back on the drinking and I'm gonna start training in a box and I'm gonna do this. And two days later I went to a gym called Tidal Boxing Gym in Liberty Township and signed up. And just started hitting the heavy bag, just starting getting in shape, um, eating right, and just, you know, really motivated. And then guess what happened? Four months later, COVID hit, no job. All I had to do was do that. I yeah. bought a speed bag. I'm in my basement doing jump rope speed bag. Oh, my um, gosh. Doing punches and like shadow boxing my living room. I didn't know if the world was ending or what. I was I didn't know if <laughs> yeah. I was gonna have a job. So you've drastically reduced the amount of alcohol in which you consume. Of course, yes. Um and went hardcore into this training for this. Yeah. The event went away last yes. year and this year. Yeah. What's your plan? Keep training until it comes back? Okay, or so Will's going to murder someone. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm terrified for At the person who... 2022 punch out. I've seen videos of Will training. I'm, I'm concerned for the person who has to box against There's him. some little guy inside me that just wants to hurt somebody. For <laughs> I'm literally, like, every now and then, like, I'm just, like, I get upset. And I'm just I, like, man, I can't wait to... To do this, man, I can't so wait. I have, a, I have a question. <laughs> so you're you're so, going to be almost two years of training when this happens. All right. So the first year was mainly like getting, just learning how to throw a punch, sure, and getting in shape because like literally it's not that easy to learn how to throw a punch and footwork. So that was a part of what title boxing offered. But then it got, gets to a point where you got to graduate from that and actually getting into sparring yeah. and getting into the real deal, like, you know, getting hit and being able to move around in the ring and being in shape enough to do that. So then I had to find out, well, where do I go to do that? So I found a gym out in Reading called The Punch House. And I was like, well, this is the only one that's close enough to where I can drive, where it's not too far away. And I went in talked to a guy uh, that ran it. His name is Danny Calhoun. Um, talked to him, and I was like, hey, man, I'm looking to, like, learn how to... He's like, oh, you want to learn how to fight, huh? And I'm like, yeah. I was like, I, I, I work out a title gym. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, I know a girl that goes to title. She comes up here, too, and um, she does personal training with me. So I had something in common with somebody that I already, you know, worked out with that title, and I would chat with her about it, and how did she like it? And she's like, Danny's really cool, like... He knows his stuff. So Thanks, man. I was really... <laughs> hey, if you want to get into it, man, it'll be a nope. good time. I'm so, good. Yeah, something tells me Danny with boxing gloves in a ring. I would lose all of the fights. Yep. So um, talk to him. 24 sessions is like a, you know, a certain amount of money. So I signed up for 24 sessions two days a week. And after my first 24 sessions, we started sparring. And... You know, my first sparring session, you know, it's pretty scary, man. Like, you're, you're actually going in to fight for fun, you know? Like, you literally got to psych yourself up. Like, I'm about to get hit. And uh, it was a little intense, but believe it or not, I got to knock out my first sparring match. You got knocked out? No, I knocked somebody else out. Whoa. <laughs> I'm telling With you. With a body shot, no less. Thank, thank How does that happen? I don't know. This little, like, 140-pound kid about knocked me out the first round, and then I fought some other dude the second round, and I held my own against him. And then the third round, I just kind of – I fought a pro guy 
and he was just kind of bouncing around the ring. And they told him to like just play defense, play defense. Like this is a new guy or whatever. And my trainer's like, just throw something, Will. What are you doing? You're just dancing around. Throw, do a body shot. Throw a hook. Do something. So I was just like, why are you telling him what I'm about to do? Like I'm not going <laughs> to land anything. And just, I, I don't know, the stars aligned or something crazy happened where I just faked a jab and just threw a punch right through his body and landed clean. And he's like, <laughs> went down to his knee, and he was like, and that was it? That was it. He got knocked out. Like a pro boxer, I, I freaking knocked out my first sparring match. Oh I am shit you freaking not. Like, I was walking on air. My trainer was like, pop bottles of champagne. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, you're celebrating tonight. And I'm like, this is crazy, man. Is this really happening? Like, it was literally happening in slow motion. So that's part of my – that leads to my question. Yeah. yeah. What is your you, question? You started this journey because of Punch-Out. Yes. And now you're, it's so much part of your life – that it's not just about punch out, right? You're, I'm assuming you will continue training. Oh, yeah. Um, but what happens when you go to punch out and you knock a guy out in the first 10 seconds? <laughs> is that an exciting thing or is that a disappointment because you've had two years of training <laughs> and you got 10 seconds in the ring? I'll tell you what. I mean, it'll be a great freaking feeling and it'll be a good payoff. I know that. Right. I bet you nobody's got knocked out in 10 seconds to punch out. (laughs) I honestly don't know. I don't know the history of... We need to find the black market, like, bookie at 50 West. (laughs) Now, hey, anybody listening out there, don't match me up against some pro dude, because that's the freaking... That's not right. I'm laying laying paychecks on Will. (laughs) Yeah, I've seen Will's Will's videos. He sucks. He's terrible. (laughs) He's not good at all. Play it down a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) But... Yeah, I'm pretty pretty stoked about it, and like actually, I'm not trying to sell my trainer, but he ended up starting a new franchise and hooked up with Mayweather Boxing Fitness and is opening up nine gyms around the area. So, oh wow, I moved out to Rookwood um, in that area, and the first gym's right there, so I can actually walk to the gym. Nice, and okay. And I'm literally going to do that every day when it opens up, and it's opening up soon. So. I keep missing the microphone. Sorry if you can't hear me, folks. No, you're good. <laughs> no, you've been fun. But, um, yeah, it, it's I, the best decision I ever made was move out to Hyde Park because everything's right there. Um, do you know uh, Taste the Belgium, One Rookwood, that area? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I live pretty close there. I live in Oakley. Yeah, so it's literally a little bit more expensive to live, that, live out there than Fairfield, but it's so much more convenient. Um, everything's right there, right off the highway. And you're kind of in between your two jobs, which is nice. Yeah, yeah, it's seven minutes to downtown. Yeah. yeah. Literally can fly downtown. I have a parking pass to park in um, the Mercer parking garage. You can literally fly. You tell me how to do that. You know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it used to take me 35 minutes to get down sure. there. It feels like I'm flying now So right. like compared to before. But, um, yeah. You, where do you live at out there, Damon? Uh, so I live, like, do you remember where the original Madry was? Yeah. Kind of like 71. in that Madisonville area? Yeah. I'm like a stone's throw from there. It's over by that mire right there? Uh, yeah, sort of. Yeah, pretty close. I'm a little farther down. Super Ridge Road or Ridge yeah, Avenue yeah. or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I drive past it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, it's technically Madisonville. But I'm like right off Madison Road and people don't know where Madison is. Okay, so, so let's get into more of, uh, more of who Will is. Um, if you uh, were going on a vacation, mm-hmm. so we know your interests... What if you only had one vacation left the rest of your life? What are you doing? 
to I've never been to Jamaica, so Hawaii would be cool. I know it's like sort of you somewhere know, outdated, you know, but like, dude, I don't know. Sometimes <clears throat> the hits are just the hits. Like, um, I love what just happened there. I've never been to Jamaica, so Hawaii would be cool. No, I, I'm a, just saying. Like, <laughs> I've never been. Like, I've never those been. Two would be. I've never been to the Swiss places, Alps, so Canada would be cool. Um, definitely a place <laughs> that not normal people go. Maybe like just not as. Um, no, it's sort of I, the girl I'm dating. She said somewhere in Africa, like, there's a place that a lot of people go around Morocco or something. Morocco is very pretty. Yes, yeah, so Africa is on my short list of places I would love I'm to travel. I'm thinking that mm-hmm. might be the next place to go with her. Would you like to do a? a so it sounds like you would maybe want to do a beach vacation. Is your uh, kind of your idea? Like, you know what? An hour at the beach is enough for me. You know, okay. It's, you can look at the waters just so long, and then you're like bored out of your mind. I don't know about you, but. But but you, tropical. You want to bake in the sun all day? I can't handle it. <laughs> oh, I can do it. Yeah, I, it depends on what I'm looking for, right? There's a place for everything. It's I, nice that people watch, but after a while, I'm just like, man, I gotta do something. I'm, are I'm, you a Are you a a, like a read a guy? Are do you read, or would you rather, if you had the option of reading a book or watching a television show? Definitely watching a television show. Yep. Like Cliff Notes is exactly <laughs> what I used a lot in high school. So, like, what are some of your favorite shows? Uh, mm, I've had a few over the past couple of years that have ended, which sucks. But Game of Thrones was a big one. I was huge. Um, Sopranos was awesome. I watched that from beginning to end. How'd you feel about the that. ending? I mean, fade it, to black, man. Yeah, it, it just it it just left you, you know, making up your own ending. Obviously, yeah. right? He so. died. Spoiler alert for everybody <laughs> listening. What if people listening The show's been done it? for 15 years. If you haven't watched it yet. <laughs> hey, maybe it's just on people's list. Then maybe they can't get to it yet. I think we're past the uh, statute of limitations that we can have spoiler <laughs> alerts for the Sopranos. What is, yeah. the, what is the statute of limitations for spoiler it's, it's alerts? It's got to be shorter than a decade and a half. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Breaking Bad was really cool, but I felt like after I watched it, I was like shaking. and yeah, so, so, such so a, such honest, an adrenaline, Breaking adrenaline Bad, rush. Breaking Bad is a top fiver for me, and I can't rewatch it. Honestly, I have never watched it because I know the way. So I'm much more of a, this is just fresh on my mind, right? So I'll use this example. You power watch it, and you'd be shaking. Well, I would much rather feel the way I feel and watch a show like Ted Lasso Mm -hmm. that makes me happy than what people have described for Breaking Bad. It feels like the way people have described Breaking Bad is that Breaking Bad is going to give me anxiety and keep me up at night. And I can uh, I can appreciate it, right? I don't I don't think so. No, I think you would enjoy it. It's it's one of the more impressive. It's very shows. suspenseful and anxiety inducing, but you want to watch another episode. Yeah, if you that's want to power that's how it. it keeps you up is because you're so anxious you about what's happening next, and you're just watching another here, here, and another. Here's the two. It doesn't have the arc that like most hour long shows where like there's a storyline, it peaks and comes down and it closes, and there's maybe a little cliffhanger at the end. The entire season's a cliffhanger every single time, and you've just got yeah. to watch another Here, one. Here's the three reasons why Breaking Bad is one of the best shows of all time. Okay. One, it's the characters are elite. And, like, you know, there's some that you hate. There's some that you love. They all ebb and flow a little bit. Um, I, I think that the way they built characters is incredible. Two, they, the show was so well written that... As the show's going on, the next move doesn't seem outrageous. But then when you evaluate the show from beginning to end, you're like, how did that, how did this get to this? 
Like, how did, how did we yeah. get here? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like, but, but within the show, you're not really blown away by, like, his next step or, like, the next thing that he does, right? It seems like the right move. But then all of a sudden you're just like, hold on a second. Like, we went from, like, one extreme to the other, and it didn't seem outrageous. But in the moment, it didn't seem like it was crazy. It's unbelievable. Yeah. And then it's one of the few shows that, like, ends insanely well. The ending is incredible. Yeah. The series. Yeah, the series ending. Like, I, it's one of the few finales that I watched. I was like, all right, thank God. That you were happy with it. Yes. So I, I heard something once. I didn't watch the spinoff. I didn't think that was it. I, I watched a couple episodes. It was fine. Better Call Saul? Yeah. yeah I just, like, didn't. I think it's really good. Um, I've heard good. I, I heard something once that's really interesting to me. Good things don't end without ending badly, right? And, and the, the comment to that, the, the point to that is, is that when something good is happening, if it ends, you're going to be upset. It doesn't end badly. If you love it and it's good, even though it might be anticipated, even though you know that it's a means to an end, if something is really good and it ends, you're not going to be happy it ended because it was a good thing. So good things don't end unless they end badly because it's a good thing. You don't want good things to end. So I always feel that way about a really good show that it, you're never going to be, you're going to be fine with the idea that, okay, it ended well, but you're not going to be happy it ended because you enjoyed it. Yeah, I won't go back and rewatch Game of Thrones because, like, <clears throat> it was too much of a of a journey to rewatch it and know the ending. You know what I mean? Yeah. Once you find out the ending, you're like, oh, now I know what happened. Why do I need yeah. to watch rewatch it? You know, yeah. the Game of Thrones ending wasn't bad because there's a good thing that ended. It was a bad ending because they left like 20 billion storylines open still. Like I, I almost like I, I think I need to like like simmer in that statement, Justin. It's weird, right? It took me. It took me. I'm dead serious about this statement, <clears throat> and you know I'm a creature of the moment. Yeah, it took me months to marinate on that. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Like, think about it. Because like the reason why Breaking Bad's ending is so good is because it was like in theory, if that's real life, like those people's lives continue to go on. But like where they ended the show was inappropriate. But think about it even beyond the context like of TV shows. storylines ending, you know? Think Did about it beyond the context of TV shows. Think about it in relationships. I know. That's where I need to, like, marinate on. Right? It's like anything. Anything that's good that ends, ends badly because you don't want it to end because it's it good. just had him yeah. bleeding on the floor. Did it actually, he actually you die? You can't spoil the ending like that. Well, well that was, wasn't that confirmed in the movie, in El Camino? Like... I that was you, always I thought you just was, said statute of limitations has passed on. I know, but I really want you I to watch Breaking Bad. It's been about ten years for Breaking Bad. Oh, you I know, haven't watched it? That's no, right. I never watched uh, it. Yeah. Well, um, I've never seen The Sopranos, but I know how it ends. I didn't really give it. I didn't say who was bleeding on the floor, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I actually didn't even hear him say that until he repeated oh. it a second time. Oh well. All right. So I, I don't have any idea. I will eventually watch it. It's one of those because things where too many people love it for me not like. It's There's a top five so for me. It's just like Game of Thrones. I will eventually watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, don't, I wouldn't even like. You didn't die watch on that, that either. No, we we oh got. My God. I mean, like, we after got three seasons Liz, of people telling me to like watch it. I was like, this is. We got stupid. two seasons in, and there's a couple of scenes that were just too much for my wife, oh, yeah, and yeah. I don't have enough free time in my life yeah. to sit down and watch a show without her. Yeah. Right. So anytime I am watching television, generally it's her and I together. We bond over it. Right. And she wouldn't watch that. So. Uh, the time, yeah, I don't blame her. The time in which a point will come when I binge shows like this is when I'm, like, on a week-long trip, and I'm by myself, and I need something to watch, and she's not around. Mm-hmm. Now, I can't watch 
Game of Thrones in that time or whatever, but if it's like yeah, each episode is an hour too, it's yeah, like you got to invest it. And even sometimes I would fall asleep watching them, and then I'm like, uh, I don't feel like we were watching. I'll just watch the next one. I'll get the synopsis, and then I would get lost sometimes. I'm like, what the fuck is happening right yeah. now? <laughs> it's definitely a show you can't like be on your phone. Even for. if you're paying attention, sometimes you're like, what is going on? Who is that? <laughs> yeah. yeah, subtitles are key. That you, I remember you telling me that. Yeah, you um, have to have subtitles on. Which is really interesting. It says who's speaking. So like that's how I learned the names. Ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, Will, what's your favorite movie of all time? Mm. Sounds like you like intense television. Do you like intense movies as well? I got some really good ones that I remember. You like Sopranos. Are you a mafia guy? Are you a mafia movie guy? Mob movie? Uh, I definitely watched Tombstone like 30 times in college. Is that, that a mob a, movie? No, or you, it's you're a just Western. saying that movie. Okay. It's a Western, and like, I really was Dude, Tombstone's wasn't into an elite it. movie. I bet you've never seen it, have you, Danny? Yeah. I really it's wasn't a very into good movie. it, but I've seen it a couple times, and my friend's like, yeah, it was Tombstone. Let's watch it again. I'm like, damn, it's so boring. And then when we get into it, I'm like, damn, I didn't see that scene, or that's really cool. <laughs> we just like, watch it. And I, thought you were gonna say, I thought you were going to say, <laughs> I thought you were insinuating that you watched it 30 times, but you were, really weren't that into it. I'm like, no, wow, this no, is, uh, like, what about dude, a movie you would turn you it on, because like, we only had like two movies or whatever in college. We were like, poor shit, and we had a VCR, and that was one, mm. and then Ace Ventura, Peck Detective was the other one. So we oh stick in God, Tombstone. That's a great movie. <laughs> dude, come on with it. So Ace Ventura is definitely top. Okay. The one and two, I like them both. Mm-hmm. Um, Chad, are you in, were you ever into Tombstone? Um, I mean, I've seen it. I enjoy it. It's not in my top ten movies. Sure, sure. Yeah. I'm, your, I'm your Huckleberry is like yeah, great. Of course, I use that. I use that gif a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you use I'm your Huckleberry. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What What other movies? Um, Goonies was great. Oh come on. <laughs> one of my personal faves. I was um, just out where they shot that. Oh, in Astoria. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Out of, in college, I was a senior in college. I applied for a radio gig, uh, a sports sports radio gig in Astoria. Oh wow! Um, it's a beautiful place, man. Oh, it's, it's yeah, it's, it's insanely unreal. gorgeous. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right, Goonies. I can get down with that. Untouchables was good. Untouchables Gangster. is a good movie. Yeah. It's a good movie. Uh, what Godfather. about music? What kind of music do you do you listen you know, to? No, I listen to a wide range of everything, but like I don't know for some reason I can't listen to a lot of country at once. Like I can okay. handle it, but like after a while it just kind of like takes its toll on me. I'm like, ah, let's switch to something else. Please. What do you play in the tap room? Ooh, a lot of eighties classic when, rock. When Will's on, <laughs> it's a lot of eighties. You know, some funny I do in the morning is I put on. Uh, <laughs> George Michael's greatest hits. I, I know. I've been, I've, been, uh, I've been in the tent uh, for meetings in, on Friday mornings when Will opens, and it's a lot of 80s. Oh, I, I literally put on George Michael's greatest hits because I think fantastic. it's hilarious. I don't it's fantastic. It's like upbeat, and I'm like, John, yeah. that's your favorite, right? And, and he like, just smiles and nods, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. But need- lately, I haven't been doing as much as that, but when I first started opening on Thursdays and Fridays, just to get a little bit of a rise out of Johnny, I would put on George Michael in the morning. But uh, I did a lot, of, a lot of rap growing up, Tupac, Biggie. Tupac um, or Biggie, pick one. Uh, Tupac for sure. Oof, man. Okay. He told a lot right. of stories in his songs, and I always connected with that. Even though, like, I was from the suburbs, I felt like when I listened to his songs, I was like gangster and shit. <laughs> you know, I, I I definitely had like um, you know a, a speaker box in the back of the car and tweeters, of and yeah. you know I bumped down the street a lot and friends. I want time. you to know that uh, mm-hmm. having gotten to know you a little bit more recently. That's the least shocking thing I've heard, uh, is that you had a giant sub in your car and banged down the street. Why is that? You had one, too, right? Of course I did. Yeah. <laughs> I had a 12-inch a inch JL in the back. Yeah. Help, My that, Camaro. They had to hear you coming, man, right? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Let's hit the last segment, Danny. Yep. What are you listening to? 
Chad, why don't you kick us off? What have you been listening to? You always, uh, you always give us some interesting ones. Here. <laughs> this one's real interesting, oh too. Oh, boy. Um, so, a couple weeks ago, my, my uh, high school best friend's dad passed away. And uh, we would spend mm-hmm. summers out in Rhode Island at their beach house. And he'd allowed us to uh, have beers underage. And we'd be sitting outside drinking and, and singing songs that they were all singing, right? He, they were... You know, he was 70 when he passed. Um, but since he passed, I, I rediscovered a song that we would sing on those nights, and it's uh, Wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald by Gordon Lightfoot. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. It's not going to fit anything on the playlist. But it's like on brand for the playlist, though. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There is no brand for the playlist. Right. It's just randomness. The brand so. is the randomness. So in uh, in memory of Scott, that's my that's my song this week. I like it. I like it. Gordon Whitefoot. That's yeah. good. Uh, all right, Will. So you know the drill. I had an experience today with a song. Okay. <clears throat> for sure. Okay. Uh, unfortunate event happened uh, September third. My one of my good friends passed, and his name was Jeremy. And I was running today. And I was at the end of, like, the two-mile run, and <clears throat> that song from Pearl Jam, Jeremy, came on. Oh. And it was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah. And I just ran my ass off the rest of it. I was feeling tired, and then all of a sudden that same <clears throat> song came on, and it was, like, really emotional, but, like, awesome. That's awesome. At the same man. time. That's so what that, music does, man. <clears throat> yeah. Right. That's what makes that's what It makes made me feel like awesome. he was with me. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty cool. It was really cool. That's really cool moment cool. of the day, and it happened today for real. Like I was running right <clears throat> about one o'clock today, and uh, Pearl Jam, Jeremy. So that's awesome, Jeremy man. Walden. Rest in peace. That's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Sorry to hear that about your friend. It's all good. Yeah. It's all good. I mean, it, it's part of life. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> uh, Danny, you got one, or you want me to go? Uh, I got one. Uh, I don't know if you guys know this about me, but like I'm a big Daughtry fan. I did not okay. take that take that as you will. He, did okay. you know that he still makes music? I did not. He came out with a song a couple days ago called Changes Are Coming, and it's <laughs> a banger. It's so good. Dude, he got robbed in American Idol. Daughtry. <laughs> uh, who is this? So, Daughtry. Uh, Chris Daughtry? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I've yeah. heard the name. I just don't know the music. So, so is one it any good? <laughs> it's, yeah, it depends it's awesome. what you're into and who you is ask, it like right? A, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's like new age, like rock kind of. Girl, girl no. uh, he played no. at Red Rhythm and Boom a couple years in Mason. No way, really? Yeah. 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 Oh, fuck. That would have oh, yeah. been way better than what we saw. No way. Don't you talk, Dude, about don't talk bad about Clint Black. <laughs> Clint Black. We will not, we will not <laughs> handle Clint Black's shame There's on this no podcast. There's no Clint Black slander on this podcast? No, absolutely not. <laughs> My back was to the concert the entire night because we were pouring beer, but it was a great concert. Uh, dude, Clint Black's the man. He's a legend. Yes. Too. Um, I'm going to go with a song that uh, our boy Huff shared with me. So Stephen Huff shared this with me. Our live studio audience. Stephen yes, uh, our live studio audience <laughs> back here. Uh, a couple weeks ago, he and I took a day trip up to Dayton, to, mm-hmm. uh, took care of some business up there. Uh, and we took the top off the Jeep, and he played a song for me called One Last Cigarette by the band Camino. Yes, so good. Do you know this song? Yeah, yeah, I love the band Camino. It's, it's a banger. Oh, yeah, that's uh, a great song. And Huff introduced me to that. So Huff's got good taste. Yeah, shout out, shout out Stephen Huff yeah. for that song. <laughs> um, but also, that, that song is an absolute banger, which leads me to my last statement, and I'll leave you with this. 
Um, I mentioned Ted Lasso. We're currently in the middle of binging it. Uh, we watched an episode last night. That I need to uh, I need to get into that. Uh, I'll, I'll, we'll talk logins. Yeah. Uh, there's a there's a part where obviously you know the premise. Yeah. yeah His yeah. wife and son come over and visit him in England, and he's explaining to him. He's like, "All right, chips are fries, right? It's fish and chips." He's like, "Chips are fries." He says something else. I can't remember what he says. Uh, uh, and then he goes, "And bangers are not what they reference really good songs as." <laughs> <laughs> And it just made me, it, it made me, our bangers do not mean really good songs or something like that. It made me, it made me laugh pretty hard. That's awesome. Uh, it was good. So yeah, that's, uh, that's the banger I've been listening to is One Last Cigarette. Um, oh, you found it. Nice. Look at this. <laughs> Look at this. I literally heard it and I was just like, I gotta be kidding me. This yeah. is playing right now. I feel like giving up running and he just played. But you ran harder. Yeah, it was. It cheers was to an, your boy, Jeremy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah cheers to Jeremy. Cheers. Thank you, guys. Thank you for your time, Well, This was yeah. awesome. Awesome. Welcome, welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you guys.